Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with another episode of your favorite Orange County Soccer Club podcast. And we've got some stuff to talk about, some rumblings, or, or not rumblings, but some, some – we're hearing some stuff about some possible uh, additions to the roster coming up. And we'll definitely uh, share or talk about that. I don't know if we have much to share, but we will talk about that. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black SoccerCast. How is it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, presented by Roughneck Scarves. We are the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I am with you each and every episode as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Joining me as he does each and every episode, we've got Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how are things going? They're going. Um, I I guess it's the best time of the week, right? We're, We're just under three weeks away now from the start of the season. So for a couple more weeks, I think Tuesday nights are the best part. I think Tuesday nights are the best part uh, when it comes to this part. We're getting to that part of the season now where we're really going to start ramping things up as the games start coming and a lot of amazing stuff going on as well. Um, by the, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait as well. I'm really quick. Just want to send this information out there for anyone listening and Dylan, maybe you can jump onto social media. It's a little bit easier for you to right now. We are having some difficulties with our YouTube stream, but we are up and running on Facebook. Uh, on Twitter slash Periscope and also on our website, ocscpodcast.com. Um, so if anyone is listening and, you know, is hearing from other people, they can't find our stream. It's because our YouTube stream is down at the moment. So we apologize for that. Uh, but we do have some stuff to talk about. Hopefully we find Alan. Uh, he's sort of MIA right now. We don't know where he's at. Uh, hopefully he'll jump on here with us soon to um, talk a little bit of soccer with us uh, as we're getting that much closer to the start of the season. I think what less than three full weeks to go. I think it's really just a little bit over two weeks uh, for the season to start up, which is pretty darn cool. Um, What's to talk about Dylan? Uh, Let's do this first and foremost. Let's talk about this match that happened over the weekend uh, preseason match at championship soccer stadium as orange County SC hosted USD there in, I guess, what they called the open house for the stadium. Uh, fans could come in. It was free for anyone that wanted to come check it out, um, could come check out seats, purchase tickets. Uh, and I know you were there, Dylan. So how were things over there at Championship Soccer Stadium this weekend? Just sort of the atmosphere, not even the match yet, just the atmosphere. Uh, I don't know. I think I think people were looking forward to the season starting. Um, I don't know particularly how many like random people that aren't already interested in the team Um 
were there per se, but I mean, it was a good, it was a good time. Um, I think everyone, everyone's kind of in the same spot right now. We're all really just itching for the season to start at this point. Um, it, probably the players included, honestly, everyone's just about ready to go. And uh, so again, you were at the stadium. Um, how's the pitch looking heading into this, uh, this new season? Uh, it's it's looking good, with the exception of the penalty spots in both boxes. Those are in garbage shape for some reason. Um, it looks like they laid new grass. I'm not sure if it's really taken yet. Um, a lot of slipping during the game. Both sides, doesn't matter who. Um, uh, San Diego's third goalkeeper that they used, just every goal kick he had, he was slipping. Um, guys were slipping, just trying to make turns, trying to cut same thing um just constant sliding so hopefully another two and a half weeks means that the pitch is going to be in some better shape um there's a nisa match between now and then coming up uh next weekend so i don't know what to expect but it's going to be a (laughs) the field's i think going to have a really rough time like it did two years ago um, where it's going to be in pretty bad shape come june july um nisa season finishes up sometime around then, and then we'll have the remainder of our season, plus uh, LA Galaxy's women's team and any other random events that might be happening. Well, let's, let's yeah, let's talk about that, right? Is there a uh, reason to be worried? I know we'll get back to this this match happened, but you brought that up. Is there a reason to sort of be worried that this field is going to see a lot of action this summer, uh, probably more than it has seen in its history? Uh, and I, like you mentioned a couple seasons ago, the, the pitch was looking really horrible uh, come middle of the summertime. Uh, is, should Orange County fans be worried that this is going to be a, an issue and this is going to be something the team's going to have to deal with this season? I would. Um, right. It, it's better than playing on a baseball pitch. There's no way it could ever be worse than playing um, in like Louisville, for example. Um, Phoenix's pitch is usually pretty terrible just because it's, the desert in the middle of the summer and it's basically impossible to keep grass alive um san antonio has the same issue apparently they switch from a winter grass to a summer grass and it, it just dies uh new mexico again a baseball stadium um it's not going to be great and i honestly think it's going to get worse as the season goes on and i think a big part of that is the fact that the city does a terrible job of maintaining that field um it's definitely the big negative about that stadium um, is that the grass is usually in pretty bad shape. And if we have an exceptionally dry summer or an exceptionally hot summer, it's only going to get worse. But I mean, SoCal's famous for having really hard grass. Um, we watched Thomas Yul Nielsen pick up a knee injury because of it. I'm willing to bet that Vinicius and Liam Trotter's knee injuries were probably due to that last year. It's, it's really easy to get hurt on this kind of grass. So hopefully something changes maybe they they take better care of it this year given the amount of traffic it's gonna see but other than that i don't know hopefully nothing too crazy hopefully no no twisted needs or anything hopefully i mean the best we're gonna say is hopefully especially uh, with the concern there's gonna be a lot of of action going on there we got alan finally made it on here we someone went and found him probably on the social media uh, sphere somewhere and, and told him, Hey, uh, we're missing you on the podcast. Cause we this know everyone loves Alan. Guys. Yeah. Everyone loves Alan. 
Um, Alan, we're talking about uh, if there's any concerns that there's going to be so many teams playing at Championship Soccer Stadium this season. Uh, of course, Orange County. You've got uh, Cal United that's going to be playing there. I believe that's their their home. I don't think they play only big matches there. I believe they play there the full, you know, every single match. And then other little things that will happen, of course, there tends to be college tournaments, high school matches, things like that. Is, is there concern, Alan? Did we lose that? Alan's audio is not working. That's what happens when you join late, Alan. Well, anyway, one last thought. It's better than turf. If nothing else, it is better, better than, than turf. turf. It's better than a baseball stadium. Check, 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 hey, he's check, here check, now. Check. There you are. He's Hey, he's there. Woo! We're off to a great Prodigal start. Prodigal son returns. YouTube issues and then Alan audio issues. But I, I, the YouTube stream is back up, by the way, for anyone that may be talking to someone that they only want to listen to us on YouTube. They can go back on YouTube now and watch us. Um, on there. I think Alan's still trying to figure out his audio. So uh, until we get the thumbs up that everything's working good here, uh, we will talk about uh, the match that happened this past weekend. Again, Dylan was the lone member of our team that was at the match. He was there with some of the other Orange County fans, Counterline Coalition fans. Uh, Dylan, uh, anything positive or any news that we need to hear out of that match of, uh, you know, record for fans following Orange County? Yeah, um, Harry Forster's fit. He's definitely a lot skinnier than he was probably at any point last year. Um, which is which is great. He's not a physical player, so he doesn't need to be like super bulked up. So he he looks fit. Unfortunately, what he's twenty eight, twenty nine, or something. So um, your brain doesn't develop anymore than it has. Um, so basically, he was very lucky not to have been carded at least once in that game. Um, other than that. Uh, Danny Chrysostomo really looks like he's, I don't know, bloomed or something. He's become this like veteran experience. I don't know what's going on, but he was very vocal um, and looked extremely ready to to play as a holding midfielder. Seth Kasipley looked pretty good. Blake Malone looks really good. Uh, he's playing as a, a, a right back um, in the second half, and he looked he looked good. Other than that. Nothing too crazy. Um, Aaron was there, but didn't dress. Kevin Olsen looks pretty good. Aiden Quinn didn't play at all. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Frederick Du didn't play either. We had a, a trialist keeper who, who looked decent, but realistically won't see any minutes if he signs with the club. Um, I mean, ultimately, you still need that third keeper probably on the roster just in case. A training especially when you have, Especially when you have Aaron Savantes, who may or may not get called up, more than likely will get called up uh, to some sort of youth us program uh at some point of the season so you definitely want to have uh, a third keeper on the roster for that and then, um did anna volton get any action out there on the pitch he did yeah he, he started the game he looks good um i'm curious to see how he kind of slots in with how we set up as a team um Darwin jones looked pretty good as well but i mean diego lopez played with the full 90 it, it's curious i'm not exactly sure yet how we'll set up um, if we'll kind of go back to how we played in 2018 or because Harry Forster is still here, um, we kind of built the team around him uh, for the second half of last season, if we'll continue with that. But the guys look ready. I mean, the scoreline was 1-1. It wasn't particularly great. Uh, we came preseason. quite a few times, but it, it is preseason. And that's the thing. Um, like I said last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago, in 2018, I truly over 120 minutes, we barely beat out Cal State Fullerton and 
I was at the end of that match really hoping the ref was just going to blow the whistle because it looked like Cal State Fullerton was going to pull one back. Um, we looked the better team despite the scoreline. I think the guys will kind of turn it on um, as the season gets here. The The Rangers kids are showing up this this week, so they'll get a couple games to, to get ready. It should be it should be a good time. I think everyone's just about ready now. Um, Alan, is and I think here? Alan's trying to come back on. Let's see. Let's do an audio check for Alan here. Alan, audio check. What can up? Hear can you hear me now? Oh, there That's we go. We can hear Alan now. You had to swap out some hardware. Uh, this is what Sorry happens that, when. Uh, this is what happens, you know, when you're doing something uh, we had a we had a school board meeting tonight and i uh got out a little bit late so i was a little bit late <laughs> to be honest home. you're so just like really all sad the, about liverpool um nah, the second legs at anfield uh and, you know just getting things situated and our blue apron box went missing so that was uh, a little like bit went missing like it home. Like they didn't deliver it or did someone steal it from it's, the porch it says it's delivered so i'm assuming someone stole it from the porch um, hopefully someone that so was hungry. Hopefully, hopefully someone's having a delicious shrimp thing, but no, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's good to be, but it's good to be on, even though it's a little bit late. <laughs> Trust me, we're having technical issues all over. Um, <laughs> our YouTube stream was messed up and it, I think it's not fully 100%. I'm, I'm sort of trying to keep track of it. Uh, our stream's a little bit stuttery today. So again, I apologize. Uh, if you're having difficulty listening to this folks, we do have the podcast that will, be on our website and plus any podcast uh, provider shortly after we're done recording here. So again, apologize for anyone trying to listen um, live with us with these technical issues. And if you're listening to the podcast, sorry for talking about technical issues for like 20 minutes so far in this episode. Um, yeah, we're talking, I, I know Alan, cause you weren't at the match this weekend. I wasn't there at the match, but uh, Dylan did bring up a good point when he was briefly talking to match uh, that the pitch may be a little bit of a concern this year with all the stuff going on. Now that we have your audio working, let's jump back on that. Alan, uh, what are your thoughts is should, should we worry uh, as fans of orange County soccer club that the pitch isn't going to be the best in the best condition during the season? Um, I remember a couple times last year where there was a little bit of grossness um, from time to time that I do think does have a, an effect on the quality of play. Um but you look at some of these baseball stadiums, uh, San Antonio, I know, struggles with some um, grass issues. Uh, anytime you play on a not ideal surface uh, with an attacking team like Orange County is and you need that fluid ball movement, uh, that that does lend itself to some problems. Uh, you get weird bounces, things kick up, things don't lay flat the way you think they're going to lay flat. And all of a sudden, you know, a, a good strike goes pretty high over the bar or goes or sh you shank it wide. So I do think there is a little bit of concern over the course of the season uh, with the quality of the pitch. Uh, you just got to hope that the groundskeepers do the best job they can and um, that maybe it turns into a little bit of a home field advantage where, you know, those dead spots and you know where those the, the grass is a little bit, you know, thicker and you can kind of design your play around it as much as you can. Uh, but yeah, I think quality of pitch is always an issue um, when you're talking about uh, offensive teams, defensive teams, you can kind of sit back and let the play happen. But I think a team like uh, Orange County relies on um, good quality pitch. BRB. As you say, it sounds like uh, 
someone's either at the door or uh, your dog just needs some love there, Alan. So go ahead and take care of that. Uh, so any last thoughts on this match, Dylan, that, that you think we need to hear about? Or is it uh, time to move on past a preseason match and, and look ahead to maybe what's coming up here over the next week? Yeah, I can't think of anything else to really talk about from that match. Um, let's Let's move on, yeah. So let's move on. So uh, before we get into talking a little bit about what's going on with the roster and what maybe we can expect here over the next uh, week or so, there are a few, uh, a couple matches that will happen uh, over this next week between now and the next time you hear from us. One of those is going to be this weekend. Uh, Orange County is going to travel up the, what, 50, is it the 57? Uh, I believe, or is it the 55? 57 uh, to you. get up there to Cal State Fullerton, Titan Field to play against Cal State Fullerton. That's a Early kickoff, I believe it's like a 10.30 kickoff there. Um, and hopefully the sprinklers are timed correctly this time. Uh, last time there was a matchup there that Orange County was playing in the preseason. Sprinklers turned on mid-first half uh, and disrupted things a little bit there. So hopefully Cal State, because uh, Cal State Fullerton, because it's going to be their team playing, they've got the sprinkler situation uh, settled there. Uh, and then next Tuesday, before we go live, there's going to be a match at the Great Park. Um, and that one is going to be against Los Dos. And so, yeah, um, what, uh, it, should we expect the same? Um, I, I know let's talk about this first then is I know the Loney's and also Rob Kiernan, uh, coming out from Europe are going to, are on their way. There's, they're supposed to be arriving this week. I would doubt with them just arriving this week, we'd see them this Saturday, but maybe a potential to see them on Tuesday for a short bit of time. What are your thoughts on that, Dylan? Yeah, um, uh, at least the kids are supposed to get here on Friday. There is absolutely no way you could turn around, even if you're 19, and play in a... I don't care if it's preseason friendly. There's no way you could turn around and play a game the next day. Um, you're not going to create anything good from that. No. You're going to beat them even harder. You're not going to see them remotely close to how they'd be in a, a normal situation. So maybe on Tuesday. Um, but I would expect... Those guys probably don't start the season. Um, maybe later on. Maybe after a suspension. Uh, maybe after a, some guy picks up a knock, something like that. Then they they kind of fill in there. Um, but I mean that's fine, right? They're they're nineteen. I don't think anyone expected them to come right into the squad and and play thirty five games. Agree with you. What do you think, Alan? Uh, yeah, I, I think right now in this the, the, in the preseason you're working on. Uh, getting used to each other, where each other is going to be on the pitch, and throwing someone brand new is probably not the best use of their time. Uh, you're, you're trying to build team continuity. You're trying to see who fits well together, and throwing someone out there without, you know, working through training and getting them in and figuring out what strengths and weaknesses are. I think that it's not only not great for the team already that, that's here, but it's also not great for them because now you're putting them in a position to not be successful. Like you want to make sure you get them in know where they're where they're going to play no kind of uh a game plan to work around them uh before you throw them out there um i ideally you kind of work them in over the next couple of weeks uh but throwing them out there i don't think does anything good uh besides maybe gets get them a little bit of a run in uh but this part of the preseason with you know the first game right around the corner you're really looking at team continuity and making sure you have a good starting 11 starting 18 out there for your first game in a couple of weeks so then it, it 
going to like Rob Kiernan jumping in there. Uh, is he someone maybe because he is what 29, he's been playing for quite a while. He's sort of probably is used to this. Um, I, I know you still need to get the work in uh, with your teammates, your new teammates and get accustomed to, I mean, nothing against any other part of the world, but United States is a different animal than, than England, Europe, when it comes to soccer or football, as they like to call it out there, uh, different, uh, way of doing things. I mean, even from the very beginning, I mean, most countries don't do a national anthem before their soccer matches. We do that here in America. Uh, so, uh, and then just different way fans react or, or whatnot. So it's going to be totally interesting for that. Um, so then thinking about it right now, where we're at right now, is it probably safe to say that you're looking at a starting back to you in the middle of Orozco and, uh, Blake Malone then heading into the season opener at this point, unless something crazy happens, right? Dylan? Um, I think, honestly, one of the trialists, and I know we're going to get to this eventually, I think they they start alongside Orozco. Um, okay. Orozco didn't play on Saturday at all. Uh, we just had two, two guys in the back, and I don't think either of them are under contract. And... Um, Seriously, they held it down. I know it was a college team, but they, they held it down. They looked fine. Um, I, I don't think... You know what? This season's three weeks away. I think maybe Kiernan starts that first match. Um, it at least comes on later on. Probably enough time it's, for him to get... So, uh... Yeah. I mean, it's going to take, what, like a week for him to stop being jet-lagged? He's going to be about He's as match fit as you can be, given the fact that he played the first you know six months of last season. He might be a little bit tired, so hopefully give it a little break. But yeah, who knows? I think Blake Malone plays, um, just depending on who's fit and how they're feeling going into that week. All right, let's jump into this this fun part because uh, earlier today I was uh, speaking with some of the uh, the people at the club. Uh, sort of let me know that there's going to be some player announcements this week. Probably about three of them that we're going to hear about. Uh, no indication of who we're going to hear or what the announcements are going to be. But let's just get into this. Let's sort of speculate a little bit based on what we're seeing on social media, what we're seeing at matches, because I know there's been multiple sightings from multiple fans at matches of players there but not playing. So, I mean, that has to be something, right? Uh, and, you know, again, stuff going on on social media and whatnot, what we're seeing there. So let's just jump into that. Let me go to you, Dylan, because, again, you were at the match there on Saturday. Um, any familiar faces or any faces that you notice there at the stadium uh, that potentially are there as more than just coming to watch the soccer match with the team? Um, yeah, two of them, uh, because I don't think you, at least when I go to watch soccer matches, and I've been doing that for a few years now, um, I usually am not dressed in a full kit and also on the pitch uh, playing when watching a match. I know... We've had some players in the past who have decided that is what they feel like doing for 90 minutes um, or 95 minutes at a time for 29 weeks out of the season. But, um, yeah, uh, Nathan Smith um, was a guy that I recognized. Uh, I saw him tagged in a post on Instagram um, a few weeks ago. Um, and it looks like he's been training with the team since then. Um, Sam Gomez, that, that kid from Bakersfield, he's still sticking around. Um, and then the, the other one big, uh, the other big one that is, um, is Brian Oloski. Um, he was with, 
uh, Los Dos most recently. Nathan Smith's a defender, so I assume um, that's probably kind of the place he sits in. Uh, he played a little bit with the Galaxy a few years ago. I'm hoping we sign him. Uh, he seems plenty good enough just to be a, a really defensive um, defender rather than someone who's going to get forward, which is kind of something we need alongside Michael Orozco. Also, let me stress, we cannot have enough midfield depth, right? Um, <laughs> I guess not. I mean, it seems like we always like to add midfielders, uh, even though you, you're pretty stacked there. Well, Chrysostomo is probably going to serve at least one suspension for yellow card accumulation throughout the season. Um, we'd be lucky if Forrester doesn't serve two, I think. Um, for, the, for the red card? For yellow card accumulation, I think he'll oh. probably rack up 9, 10, 11 cards over the course of 35 <laughs> weeks with how he yeah. plays. Um, yeah. Which is fine. You need those guys. Um, and then even Aiden Quinn is is not immune to picking up a yellow card for anything. So it's good to have at least one person in each of those spots to to fill in. Um, and I think and you got. You can, but if you look at our midfield roster, I mean, it's it's a pretty stacked uh, position. When you look at the roster, that's probably our deepest position right now is the midfield. Definitely not going to even acknowledge the, the, the front line as being pretty, de- uh, pretty deep there because you got Anna Volton, you got Darwin Jones, and then you got, I mean, you got some solid players are in uh, uh, Vinicius uh, and Kevin Coleman, uh, but not like true proven talent for USL um, there, at least at the moment, uh, who knows what's going to happen here in the next few days with any announcements. Uh, also defense, we're slowly building it out there. Midfield is pretty good. Um, so, but I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. You can always use some, some midfield depth. Alan, what about a, you? I think that was one of the highlights last year was how many midfielders uh, Orange County signed going into last season. And, you know, at some point it felt like uh, every one of them was needed. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, depth in the middle is hugely important. Um, they're the key to uh, transitioning from defense to offense. And you need as many options as you possibly can. You look at depth issues with New Mexico United and their Open Cup run. Like if Orange County goes on a run, they're going to need people to rotate through to make sure you're, you're you're fresh for you know the three four rounds that you might be able to to get on a on a roll. Uh, so I don't think having midfield depth is ever going to be a thing that you uh, like want to have not enough of. You always want to have more than you need. Um, you can, maybe you can even send out some of the younger kids on loan, uh, that you've signed to, uh, if they are not getting the playing time, but as of right now, you need that depth. You need that rotation. It is a long season. Um, it's tons of games. You throw in the open cup and you throw in two or three of those games and you're looking at close to a 40 game season almost. So the more depth you have, the better. Um, I think defensively always trying to find a, a defender. You need someone, um, in that, um, you know, not forward-looking, offensive-looking defender mold like you had with Hume last year. I think you need a, a, a couple solid replacements for that, and you want a couple options uh, for each of those positions, like Dylan said, to uh, to, to plug in because, you know, injuries happen a lot, and, you know, hopefully they don't happen too often, but you want that backup. You want someone who's going to be able to step up as opposed to uh, someone you're not sure you can trust on that back line or in the middle of the pitch where games can be won or lost in the West. 
And then um, there's another player that's been circled around social media. If you go onto some of the uh, supporter uh, Orange County supporter group Facebook pages or fan pages, uh, and also I think seen at uh, one or two of the preseason matches um, is someone by the name of Sean Acoli. Uh, you know, that's another name that I'm sort of looking at as he's been around the club a little bit here. People are starting to talk, so. Usually where there's, you know, a little bit of smoke, there may be a fire. We don't know, uh, but that would be a potential help because I think one of the big concerns for a lot of fans is up top with the departure of someone like a Michael Seaton. I know we got uh, Thomas Ennevoldson in there, but I don't think Ennevoldson's a pure striker. He's more of a, a maybe a center forward. Um, definitely probably works better with uh, someone to pair with up top. Um, I don't know if if you know anything about this uh this guy, uh, what was his name? Sean, Sean Acoli, I believe is the name. I, I saw the picture. I didn't know who this guy was. I reached out to a few uh, people that possibly knew and got that name. I, I don't even know if that's the right name for the picture I'm looking at, but uh, Dylan, go for it. Well, what do you want to know? Um, everyone's I mean, pretty sure. Do, do you know who this guy, guy is? Uh, <laughs> I had to look up where he was at. Uh, oh, oh no. This this could be a dog <laughs> podcast, Alan. That's fine. Everyone loved that. Uh, Brew was excited when he found out that he just recently played in Austria, so he was super hyped. Yes, everyone loves a third <laughs> division go. Austrian side that also happened to be the home of Charlie Adams for the last six months. Heard of him going down south to San Diego. Um, I think the team's so owned did, by some, maybe yeah, Charlie so. had something nice to say about Orange County while he was out there. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> He, he won the Golden Boot when he was with Cincinnati back in 2016. Um, he spent 2017 with NYCFC, and then he's just kind of been all over the place since mm-hmm. then, um, out in Europe. Um, I really don't know what to expect other than we have a proper number nine if he's signing. Um, there's Seriously, I've heard so many different people talking about it that I assume it's happening. Um, we've been told to expect a couple signings this week and we do need a number nine because Enneboldson is not a number nine. Um, so let's hope it's him. I mean, he's, he's a, like, he's a strong and he's a really smart and skillful player. That's kind of what we need up top at the moment. Um, we no disrespect to Diego Lopez, but he's 17 years old. <laughs> so it's, it's hard when you've got maybe a, a 30 year old on the other side um, who is four or five inches taller than you. And he's probably got 30 pounds on you and it's all yeah. muscle. You he's going to get beat up over the course of a 35 week season. So now we have a proper number nine. We have a backup at him. We have, we have Kevin Coleman who featured a little bit more out in the wing. Um, if he's signing for us, I think that's a, that's a good move. Obviously he's, he's no Michael Seaton. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, the quality of play is going to be different, but that's a big, big role to fill. Well, uh, and let me get to you really quick, Alan, but let me just make one quick statement. You have Thomas Hennevolts in there as like your primary offensive man up top, but he's not the youngest of guys and you don't want to have to rely on Thomas Hennevolts for a full season. You want to have someone uh, in there that can, um, help him out, uh, give him a couple nights off here and there throughout the season. Uh, and I mean, 
you could do worse than a Sean Acoli. You could probably do better. I mean, of course, you can sign like Harry Kane or something. That would be better than a Sean Acoli. But glass ankles, um, who would want that? No one wants that. You would take him, Dylan. You would take him on Orange County even with his ankles. No, he'd bankrupt Just his club it. like in a week. If he was willing to come out here for the typical USL wage, you would take him. Um, but yeah, you don't want to have to rely. You don't want to put all that pressure on a Thomas and a Bolton for a full season. You want him to have uh, someone out there. Nothing against someone like Vinicius, uh, Kevin Coleman, or like you said, Dylan, uh, a Diego Lopez. But still, you want you want established players. I know Vinicius and Kevin showed some stuff throughout the season last year, but you want someone that can come in and that you know can put in the work and, and can do something in. And someone like uh, uh, Sean Acole has proven in the past in the USL that he can he can do that. Uh, Alan, what are your thoughts? Or, or have you heard any other rumblings of any other players potentially that could be jumping onto this roster? And I'll jump to you. I'll ask that same question for you, Dylan, um, as we jump forward. But you can you get two questions, Alan. I have not. And sorry, my docs are being super crazy right now. Um, I have not heard any <laughs> okay. names. A little bit of trivia. Uh, Sean Acoli did play for Orange County Blues. For He made two appearances in 2014 on loan from the Seattle Sounders Football Club. Um, so, well, so then that yeah. seals the deal right there, right? right? He's, 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 I mean, he's got the ties to the we're team. Bringing so he, we're bringing him back. bringing him back. He has to be the person. Um, <laughs> I, I, do, I do agree with, uh, you know, Enna Voltson is not a pure number nine, and you want someone he can play off of. Um, and... I think this sets up Orange County for maybe a different tactical approach this year uh, than they've had before. Um, if you're playing with those players, and then obviously you can rotate back into what you played this past season. Uh, but I think um, you can be even more attacking, um, maybe do a 4-2-3-1 type of setup, um, and your your wing play is going to be kind of important in that. And... and um, it's still I, not I, worse than Cameron, Alan, so don't worry about it. They don't usually like go this crazy. We have the zoomies, so, have the zoomies do we? Don't they, have the, they have the hardcore <laughs> zoomies. Uh, that's what I get for coming home late. Uh, I've not heard any more names. Uh, I think looking at kind of the roster setup, uh, I'm not sure if it's, you know, maybe they're looking for one more piece to plug in. Uh, but right now, I don't know if there, if, if there is anything really that... Um, I think maybe it's one of those we'll see what happens and see what comes along, but I don't think they're, they might not be out there looking for anything specific. I think you get, um, if these three players come in, you got a bunch of guys in the back line, you got some decent midfielders and you got some pretty good attackers. So um, the, the, the lineup is definitely coming together. And again, this is all us just talking about you. Know, we, we were given some information that there's going to be some signing announcements here in the next uh, week or so. Uh, and based off of what we're seeing at matches on social media and just what people are talking about, uh, I, I know talking with Dylan before we went live, uh, you know, just sort of talking with other fans, they're, they're hearing the, this stuff. Um, who knows where they're hearing it from? They could be hearing it from uh, someone that they trust at the club. They could be hearing it from Joe Schmo that thinks they know what they're talking about. Who knows? Uh, we're going to find out soon. So don't take anything we're saying here as like, this is going to happen. This is just sort of some, some things that we're hearing about this. And, you know, if it happens, great. These are some, some players at least that uh, look like they would fit in with the club um, look like, you know, would, would, would be able to help out a team that's uh, battling for uh, positions 
in the West and potentially for the cup. And as, as we get closer to the season, if we hear more names coming down the pipeline, as far as uh, people talking about it on social media, talking about it here and there, wherever they talk about it, we're going to look into it. And if, if it seems credible, we'll talk about it a little bit, uh, but pay attention to what the club has going. You can also follow us on our Twitter and on our website. Cause I'm sure once the club announces something, we'll at least at the minimum, minimum put up the post that the club has treated out the press release there. So, um, Let's do this really quick because I almost forgot even when we were talking about what we were going to talk about on this show before we went live. And that's uh, our youngster Francis Jacobs is out in Qatar right now playing with Rangers FC in is it the Alcas cup. Um, I don't know if I'm getting that name correct. And I'm bad at pronouncing names, of course, because I can't even pronounce the name of one of our sponsors correctly. I get, get picked on by Dylan every single episode on that. Um, do you want to practice now? Cause it's Icarus. Icarus, I, I, I've been practicing all week, Dylan. So Why are you ruining my big moment for the end of this episode? Um, no, but let's talk about let's talk about Francis uh, Jacobs out there in the Middle East. He's first match he comes on with about twenty minutes left, and he actually put together a couple good lob passes that could have led to goals. They unfortunately didn't, but uh, Rangers FC youth squad out there actually came away victorious late in the match, uh, and then he actually played a full ninety minutes in his second match, which. Again, pretty impressive. Now, it scares me a little bit as an Orange County fan because if he's impressing out there, Rangers are going to want him probably, and who knows what's going to happen there. But what do you think? Is this uh, exciting news to hear with Francis Jacobs uh, getting some good good minutes out there? And do you think if Rangers don't steal him, uh, opportunity to see him on the pitch this season for Orange County, Dylan? Uh, I, I doubt he goes to Rangers until he's at least 18. I think he made it pretty clear he wanted to stay and just kind of be a teenager and, and stay here in Orange County. But he's been good. Um, I mean, you watched, what, the first match? I don't remember which match you watched Saturday. I I had woken up, but I was, I was watching a different match and then um, proceeded to go watch Orange County play. But I think the biggest thing is he's playing maybe a year up by this point on where he could be. They've said he's ready physically to kind of play in a, in a pro situation. Um, I think they made a cut match. He gets a start or an appearance. So playing against a bunch of 16-year-olds, maybe a 17-year-old in there, isn't going to be too difficult for him. Um, I think that's going to build his confidence. And then hopefully you know, he comes back gets a little bit of time off to re- readjust to Pacific standard and hopefully gets a couple minutes towards the end of a match or something like that. Can I say this? I mean, I actually watched a little bit of the first match. I didn't get to watch the second match. Uh, he is a big 14 year old. He's still only 14 years old folks. Uh, even though he's out there playing in, I think it's a U 17 tournament. He's only 14 and he is one of the, more, I guess, grown-up looking players out there in the pitch just physically. Uh, so, I mean, that's a pretty amazing thing when you have someone that's, A, that young of a player. He's going out there and playing with players that are probably one, two years older than him, and he still looks like he's one of the older players out there, uh, which I think that's why there was so much hype with this kid. Uh, signing, I know a lot of clubs around the world were looking to try and bring him in. Luckily, Orange County being a local uh, team and like Dylan said, maybe he wants to stay local and just be a teenager. He's not ready to 
to commit to like this full professional soccer program where he's away from home, away from friends, away from family. Uh, but no, he looks like a beast out there just, uh, and composed for someone that's basically playing with a bunch of strangers, uh, which is, can be difficult sometimes. Alan, what about you? What are your thoughts? Uh, I also think the way in which they're winning games is going to impart a lot of um, experience onto a young player like Jacobs. Like they're really fighting to the end. They're scoring late goals to win matches. So <laughs> I swear. So when I'm talking, they're crazy. When I stop talking, they go away and they're calm. So maybe they just like the soothing voice. They like your voice. Dylan. They like that voice. So I think watching them play uh, and come back and really compete for a full 90 minutes good boy i really love this as a dog podcast man. Um, we're gonna do it we have to do a, a dog podcast episode uh very soon very soon we gotta do so soon. we'll, I, we'll I do think a special the, episode the, the way that the team is competing right now uh, i think is a great experience for a young player to show like you got to play the full 90 plus you always got to compete um because you know you those late minute goals count just as much as you know middle of the match goals uh, so I think it's a really good learning experience for him, not only personally, but also um, how to compete in a team that doesn't, you know, doesn't quit. And I think it's just going to pay dividends for his development as uh, he continues to grow as a soccer player. Um, it's not just about individual performance. It's also about how you play on the team. And uh, I think he's getting some great, like watching those kids out there win those games. It's clear that they have a passion for the sport and he's just going to pick up and, and, and live in that environment. And the mentality, too. I mean, look at the results. They're coming, like, 4-4 four, four draw. They were down two goals twice in that game. And then just late in the match, coming back to get that 4-4 four, four draw. That's exactly what we need in this team. A guy that's going to be there for 90, 95 minutes. You know, he's he's on 89th minute, and he decides, no, I'm not going to defend this corner. I don't want to track back. I'm tired. I've been doing that for 80 minutes already. He's a guy that's, okay, 95 minutes in? Why not 96? Why not 97? He's going to be there, and... That's I mean, that's what we really need, especially if he's 14, 15. It's if he keeps I think he's 14 he for like two more weeks still. And like for two more weeks, he's 14, which again, yeah. that's just that's so amazing to say a 14 year old is looking like. Like a, a young man, man out there, like who and what you expect to see on a soccer pitch from, uh, you know, 20 something year old professional. Right. And I think working with Aiden Quinn is obviously part of that. Um, Aiden has that temperament, that that fire, that passion. Yes, that's huge. And seeing that is is really, really good. And that's not saying that Francis is the only person on this team that's been successful, because obviously it's a it's a team effort to claw back and, and get a point at four four. But if he's you know, he's in the heart in the midfield there, he's he's directing things, he's running things, he's running the show. That's awesome. That's what we need. That's what we can look forward to in the next couple of years. It's exciting times. Definitely. Definitely. It, I, mean, it, I, I would is. love I to mean... talk to him and see him be excited like Blake Malone, like. I couldn't talk to them because they'd be like, why is this grouchy old man trying to talk to us? I'm going to talk to someone fun like Alan, <laughs> someone fun like Ray. <laughs> I know you're the, you're an old man compared to Francis Jacobs, Dylan. I uh, really am. Um, but I, I will say this. The goal is to get him on uh, as soon as we can, especially when he gets back here to California, uh, gets a little bit resettled back in. We definitely want to get him on for a, a, a upcoming episode here to find out what that experience was like out there in in qatar for a 14 year old and also just sort of find out you know what is he doing what what, what makes him tick what what does he do for fun what vegetables he eats if he eats any and and i guess how he cooks them if he cooks 
He definitely um, does not cook. <laughs> oh, they never some, know. Oh, guys, I make cereal or something like that. Hey, it's he 14. might have like His the he might have the microwavable breakfast. vegetable tray that he throws in or something. I don't know. Um, any Those other microwavable <laughs> broccoli and cheese things are the bomb. So it's getting <laughs> they are. which is not a sponsor of this podcast, by the way. They should be. Um, anything else going on that we should talk about before we start wrapping things up here? Because we actually, again, this is one of those episodes where there's really not much to talk about, but I guess we're getting good at creating things to talk about for, you know, 50 minutes worth of, of Orange County and soccer talk. Yeah, let's talk about uh, nothing for 20 minutes. Another 20 minutes of nothing. All right, let's do it. That's what I call my classroom. Badoons. Nice. The middle school band teacher, everyone. That really shows you he believes in his students' abilities. Oh, and this one time at band camp. Oh, oh my God. You, hey, no, we you don't guys do that. Set that up. You guys set that up. Um, let's do this. Let's do this. Is there any other soccer stuff to talk about? Do we want to talk about Liverpool um, losing in the Champions League? I, I, I don't think they've lost all season, and they finally lost. Alan has some great news. I have some amazing news. Um, I won the Premier League. With Ford Madison. This is my signed letter from the coach from Ford Madison. Um, if you've not done the football manager challenge, it's a hoot. Um, and you get to play with a lot of the original players because really their budget, the budget is like non-existent the first year, which makes it super fun. Uh, and they send you a nice cool letter and some player cards. Um, I got Christian Diaz and say this last name wait you gotta keep it still though well i can't see it now that hold it up i gotta get you on the camera let me move you here okay there we go uh that is nizagi mana i think i got it right nizagi mom nizagi nama mana i couldn't see it anymore because you took it away yeah that's about right I think he's a defensive mid. <laughs> Welcome to the oh. Orange Black Dog cast. That, that one was Ollie. He just he's trying the, to break up the fun. Uh, the so Ollie yeah. and Brew soccer cast. The we get to keep O and B. Football up? football manager twenty twenty. Uh, Ford Madison. Way to go, Alan. You, I mean, you've lived life now. Um, anything from you, Dylan? Soccer related? Before we move on. Um, LAFC just. Dropped uh, or sorry, lost um, to Lyon. Um, I don't know why I said that. Like it's French, uh, two 0 uh, So who knows? Uh, Champions League is off. Champions League and you know it's never it's never exciting except when corners are taken quickly. And for the record, I'm not a Liverpool fan, but I do hate teams sponsored by the Qatari government. So yeah, don't watch the World Cup. Okay, I don't know. There's nothing Random going on right time. now, right? There's nothing that... Oh, you know what? Luton has won two games on the bounce. We are four points from safety. Ooh. We might just stay up. Nah, not happening. I'm, I'm sweating. Uh, <laughs> go Hatters. Random thought time. Let's go to Noisy Allen over there and his two dogs. Uh, what is three your dogs. random thought today, Allen? Three dogs. Okay, three dogs. Sorry. My random thought is uh, spay and neuter your pets. Um which I've done, thank goodness. Um, it is absolutely crazy here. Adopt an animal, they make your life 
so much more special and fun, but also uh, can, uh, you know, you know, yeah, be a heartbreaker too. But grow your family, <laughs> get a pet, heartbreaker, and record them on a spot soccer podcast being crazy. There you what go. What is happening? There they go. Oh my God. Do you have a dog fighting ring there? <laughs> yes. Is it too soon to make Michael Vick jokes? Because. I yes, feel like it uh, it's always too soon to make a Michael okay. Vick joke. Alan's shaking his head, so he definitely doesn't approve. <laughs> oh, Dylan, gosh, some what are you doing to Eagles us? Eagles fans tell me. I don't know. Dylan, what's your random thought? Um, well, it's something to read, right? It's always something to read. Yeah, it is, so, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Gulliver's Travels, Jonathan Swift, Mr. J. Swifty himself. Um, John Swift, Gulliver's Travels. I don't know. It's not, it's not that long. Yeah, I, I can second the adopting pets thing, even the old pets. Um, I've got two cats. Both of them are now seniors. Um, it's a good time. They're usually cuddlier when they're older. Who doesn't want that? Try and get your eight positive touches per day. I know we we really lack on that, even those of us with significant others. So, you know, go and hug someone, give them a high five, shake their hand. I don't know. Be nice to one another. That's my random thought every week. Just be nice to each other. It's not that. Hey, Alan, high five. Dylan didn't high five us though, man. He's ignoring. You can't us. tell. You can't tell. Well, that's your fault for not putting the camera on. Uh, random thought for me: uh, Big corporations don't steal the little person's Twitter account, and Twitter do not help big corporations steal Twitter accounts. Yeah, uh, SB Nation sucks. They do. Vox Media, man, stealing a Twitter account—that's that's ridiculous. Just give give the guy back his Twitter account. Let him have his nine thousand followers. Uh, and create your own. It's not like you can't create your own Twitter account and build followers again if you're that big of a media conglomerate, I guess. Oh, I have one more random thought. Go for it. And this might be somewhat relevant to us. This, Yeah, you know, it is relevant to us, right? Players don't resign. Players get traded. Stuff like that happens. It happens in every sport. Um, Support the player over the team for, forever. Like... Right. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a hockey fan and a few of my favorite players have been traded during this current trade deadline. And I see people on social media going, oh, I wish you the best of luck, except against us. No, you should just support those players because they're people, not Unless they did you wrong. Unless they did you wrong. Like they cheated and stole a bunch of so money and maybe ended your career, in which case you should throw fastballs at them. Um, what? The, wait, wait, wait. Um... Now that so, so we're transcending sort of topics about... here, but basically you should support the players over clubs because the players are people. Support I was people. seeing, on, and I, I may be getting this wrong on social media. I saw someone posted that the over under for Houston Astros players being pegged by a pitch by pitchers is like 83 and a half. So I don't know. Let's just do really quick. Alan, do you take the over or the under on that? It's the American league. So probably over. So pitchers don't have to worry about retribution. Can someone explain? I don't bet. So can you explain? I so over, I over, under, so basically, they put it at 83 and a half. So if you're betting the over, you think it's going to be more than 83 and a half times. And if you're betting the under, you're thinking it's going to be less than 83 oh. and a half times. Okay. Well, the average baseball team actually gets uh, hit more than 83 and a half. I think it's about 85 times a season. And the Mets were hit over 100, no, 95 times last season for no reason. So yeah, it's going to be over for sure. And also, like Alan said, um, if you're some random pitcher, you don't American League. Hit. If you're like a borderline triple <laughs> A major league pitcher right now, it is a great time because you are definitely going to see some innings when half of the guys in front of you on the depth chart get suspended. 
<laughs> All right, cool. See, we went to baseball. You don't have to be nice to cheaters. My final random thought. You don't have to yeah, be, don't, nice don't be nice to cheaters. cheaters. They don't deserve anything. Perfect. Um, so that's going to wrap up this episode. Uh, I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to us. For those of you that continue to listen each and every week, even from the very beginning, thank you so much. We appreciate the support and we appreciate your listens. If you're listening to us for the first time or just very recently, you can go back and check any of our old episodes at our website, ocscpodcast.com um, or your favorite podcast provider, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or Google podcast. Um, Yes, uh, I want to say thanks to uh, our sponsors. I'm going to let Dylan, I, I know I was practicing it, but he ruined the moment. So I'm going to let Dylan tell you about one of our sponsors there, and then I'll play our recording for the other sponsor. So who's our sponsor that you're going to talk about, Dylan? Can I get the script? Can you like put it up on the screen or something so I can read it? No, you got to just do it I off do the top radio of your head. Voice. Um, if you're looking for custom <laughs> soccer apparel or football apparel, if you're more the football-named kind of person, you can reach out to Icarus FC for all your custom jersey design needs. Let's see how close you got to that, Dylan. Probably not. Everything, everyone. <laughs> Tired of the same old uniforms templates from Nike and Adidas? Oh, see, Alan's got it down. Alan has it. Well, Alan, well, Alan has it because he's part of BGN with his Fairweather crew. Um, over there, you know it. The Motley crew over there. Hey, looking for, for a unique... Let's hear let, your take, Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. How'd I do? That was beautiful. Still a one ten, Dylan. What do you grade him? Eleven. I'd I'd right. marry that voice. I can see why his wife married him. <laughs> it's that beard. And why his dogs are so excited around him tonight. Uh, I, I give you a ten too, uh, Alan. We'll go for it that way. Um, so let's do this. Uh, I want to again uh, thank everyone. Alan, where can our listeners follow you on social medias? Uh, a Underwood forty eight on the Twitter machines. What about you, Dylan? You hold on. All right. Sorry. I uh, hit the wrong key. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at OCSC <laughs> underscore Dylan. You can find me on Reddit slash you slash OCSC underscore Dylan. And soon you can find me at ldonnews.org under the uh, byline Dylan. Okay. Dylan growing, growing up. Growing the brand, baby. Growing the Dylan Allen brand. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at DJ Ray Samoy. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast. Look for us on Instagram. Same thing, OCSC underscore SoccerCast. Look for our website, OCSCPodcast.com. Um, you can find us on Beautiful Game Network, BGN.FM. Uh, we are actually keeping things up to date on there now. So if you'd like to listen to us there, go for it right there. Um, or just go to our website and listen to our podcast. For Dylan, for Alan, I am Ray. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. You have been listening to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. For the latest Orange County SC news and information, visit our website, ocscpodcast.com. Also, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com.